Hey, welcome to episode 29 of Reiki Mirai. I'm Jane, I'm your host. Today we're diving into the drama triangle. Energy, the course for Reiki practitioners. I'm just finalising and I was scanning over section two there, which is all about leading an empowered life as a Reiki trained empath. And one of the lessons within that section is on the drama triangle. And I thought you guys might enjoy getting a wee flavour for that today. For a couple of reasons. In my experience, the drama triangle as a theoretical framework is, isn't something that people typically tend to know about or get the benefits of because they don't know about it in their life, which, you know, we only know about it when we know about it, right? The drama triangle for me, understanding it and then having the skills and the tools to break free, I mean, it was completely life-changing, totally transformational. I started having more vibrance just the passion, a zest back about me. I stopped giving other people the straw to literally just stop sucking me dry energetically. And as well, identifying personal energy blocks and patterns really sets the path for profound self-healing and enhanced healing abilities. And if you're like me as a practitioner, then that's something that you're going to want to do, that you're going to want to have. I'm using, I'm trialing new podcast recording equipment today, so you can tell me how you find the sound quality of this podcast. Reach out to me over on Instagram and on TikTok at Shamanic Reiki UK is my handle. Love hearing feedback from the podcast, questions, share-ins over there as well. So the drama triangle, let's dive into it. It's a theoretical framework to describe and understand the roles of victim, saviour and persecutor that people assume and perpetuate in relationships, especially in the context of drama and conflict. Now, you might be thinking to yourself, but Jane, I don't think I've got too much drama or conflict in my life. <clears throat> so I invite you just to take a moment and think to yourself, when was the last time someone tried to engage you in conversation about another person that wasn't in the room? When was the last time you passed comment on someone else's choices that had nothing to do with you, with another friend or another family member. When was the last time a person in your life made things your fault, whether it is simply where the kitchen scissors have been left or something that's gone wrong at work? When was the last time you ended up at a gathering of people when you didn't want to be there but you felt guilty didn't go in? That is all drama and conflict. It's so important to remember that these are roles that you play, archetypes, if you will. You are not them. They are not you. These are roles. And you can flip between all of them, though perhaps you will have a proclivity to assume one role over another role more often. And you can slip into being in a different role with a different person or a different group of people. So the first role we're going to look at is the role of saviour. Saviours feel brilliant about saving and pouring focus into others, which essentially detracts from them looking in the way and focusing in on themselves, their own life, their own stuff. They very willingly offer up help, especially, especially if it's to the detriment of their own self. They really like when people use them as the person to go to for help to work out a problem, resolve an issue, 
they get a lot of satisfaction from that social credit. Most often they will portray themselves as being really worried or concerned about the victim, the the well-being of the victim. How is the victim? And in our society, they can be described as selfless. You know, that, oh, would give you the shirt off their back, that type of thing. They're not selfless. They are an enabler. I was a saviour. I was a massive, massive, huge saviour. Now when I look back, I can barely believe that I was that person. I would say it was because I cared about the other person, but actually I was placing focus on them because it fed my saviour complex and it detracted me from looking in the way, from focusing in on myself. What helps me significantly when looking at the roles that I assume in the drama triangle is thinking about it in this way. On a path of healing, I want to be accountable and I want to self-reflect. I don't want to pass the buck. And I was big. This was brilliant for me in the beginning because I was big on passing the buck. It was always somebody else's fault. We'll get to that role within the drama triangle soon. It was always somebody else's fault. So in order for me to be accountable, I had to come at this from a place of it doesn't matter how and it doesn't matter why you have got yourself to this place of assuming and perpetuating this role, Jane. Because you're going to look at that throughout the course of your healing as well. I can trace it all the way back to childhood and how that then fed into all of my relationships, all the way right through to my relationship with my ex-husband. It doesn't matter why or how you got there. The fact of the matter is you are here. Stop passing the buck and take accountability for that. I would also like to say at this point that whilst that is true, we must always remember that there is more than one person in a drama triangle. There are other people and another person that will bring their stuff, that will assume and perpetuate their roles. It is never our responsibility to understand why or to delve into that. That's for the other person to do. If trauma has been particularly prevalent in your life, then in my experience, there can be a lot of over-responsibility. Over-responsibility is a facet. Taking on responsibility for other people and their actions. Here, we must focus in on ours and ours alone for that level of self-accountability that we're truly looking for. So if you're identifying with the traits of saviour, then a great place to start is Just to become aware, check in with yourself on a daily basis. Ask yourself, do I offer unsolicited advice? That is advice that nobody else asked me for. For example, co-worker might come in in the morning and say, I had a terrible time with X person in my life last night, led to a horrible sleep, wakened up this morning and I just feel absolutely just not nice, just horrible. You might say, oh, I totally hear you. Here's what you could do. That's unsolicited advice. And now that I've mentioned it, it is likely you're going to become much, much more conscious of what you bring to the table in terms of unsolicited advice, but also just how much we have become a nation of unsolicited advice givers. It is there, apparent, abundant, all day, every day. 
everybody is given unsolicited advice on some level. That's my experience anyway. You can let me know if yours is similar or perhaps completely different. The role of victim. Victims will say things like, I can't ever get out of this rut. Why do I keep finding myself here? Whilst also simultaneously doing nothing to get out of that place. A big smile is coming across my face because I identify with this many, many years ago, much, much, much more strongly. They wallow in self-pity. They're not decisive. They're not going to face challenge or problem or issue directly. They're going to run from it. For me, personally, that looked like things, you know, I would say things like, no matter how hard I try, nobody seems to be bothered about me and my needs. I'm never appreciated for what I do. Nobody thanks me for anything that I do. A great place to begin is by asking yourself, why is nothing changing? Why is nothing changing? For me, Nothing was changing because I kept putting myself in the self-imposed position of saviour, offering up the help quite continuously, then becoming resentful of that, pushing myself into the self-imposed position, role of victim, where I would go down this route of, I'm not, I'm not appreciated, no one is thanking me, so on and so forth. So great question, great place to start is by asking yourself, why is nothing changing for me and then moving on to persecutor traits of this role their way is the way I identify with this hugely they're critical they're controlling they're fully self-important they blame a lot this one, I think for me personally, was the most challenging to wrangle out. It was sore, it was uncomfortable, it was truly, truly rank. So I identified my role as saviour pretty quickly, started working on that. Next up was role of victim, which was a little bit more reluctant to delve into, and then role of persecutor, I was just, I mean, I was doing anything to not reflect on this level and look at my myself within this role. However, it was deeply, deeply, deeply rewarding once I started doing that. This one as well, there's another trait that I want to speak about, and it's when others place you into the, into the role of persecutor. The persecutor is believed to be the villain in the story when others place you in, into that role. So I want to focus in on that just a tiny little bit before we come back to the self-imposed role of persecutor with an example just so that you can get a little bit more on board with that to allow you a tangible example that you perhaps can resonate with. So let's say there are three of you out for lunch, you and two friends, you spill a drink over one of your friends it's all over the jeans, the jeans are ruined. You say, I'm so sorry. Can I buy you a new pair of jeans? Can I perhaps pay to get them cleaned? What can I do? Your friend says, Do you know what accidents happen? Please do not worry about this. This is absolutely okay. Don't worry about it. And everything for the rest of the lunch seems totally fine. And that's that. We move on. Unbeknown to you that evening, the person who's had nothing to do with the situation, 
who hasn't had the drink spilt over over them, the other friend, phones the friend that has had the drink spilt over them and says, well, I think that's ridiculous. Irrespective of what you said, they should be buying you a new pair of jeans. So what's happened here is the person who's had nothing to do with the situation and didn't have the drink spilt over them has taken on the role of saviour. They've placed the person who had the drink spilt over them into the role of victim. And they have placed you, unbeknown to you at this stage, into the role of persecutor. So over coming days, over coming weeks, over the next month, you might start thinking to yourself, well, my friend that I spilt the drink over said everything was fine, but I'm starting to feel really strange. They're avoiding me. There's just something going on. I can feel it. What's happening there? And so ensues perhaps a conversation around it, or however it spirals on from that point. You can break free from that cycle by understanding the roles within the drama triangle, how you take them on, how they're self-imposed, but also how others can place you into that role. And that one should perhaps help to deepen your understanding when it comes to persecutor of how others can push you into that role. So getting back to the self-imposed role of persecutor, which is full of self-importance, controlling their ways, their way, blame a lot, they're critical. You're identifying with that. Where can you start? Take a moment of self-inquiry around how much you criticise and blame others. It can be more simple, more effective to do this, reflecting on the day that's just been. Okay, I'm sure if we delve back into previous, the days and days before that have been, we could find many, many examples, but it can be bit more simple just to reflect on the day that's that's gone because it's more fresh in, in your head. How much do you criticise? How much do you blame? Whether that be criticising your partner for the way they stack the dishes, blaming a work colleague for something that's gone wrong at work that ultimately was your overriding responsibility. Okay? Great places to begin. So Energy, the course for Reiki practitioners, is a comprehensive course designed to transform your Reiki practice into just a more fulfilling, energising and intuitive experience. Gives you deep understanding and practical application of energy management techniques tailored specifically for Reiki practitioners. And it should be out sometime next week for you guys to have a wee look at my podcast episodes are turning bi-weekly for the next couple of months just wanted to update you on that now and to, in case you think to yourself next week where's Jane's weekly podcast episode over the next couple of months are turning bi-weekly we'd love to hear your feedback on this podcast any questions any share-ins like I said at the beginning on Instagram or on TikTok at Shamanic Reiki UK until we chat again take care